This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to America's Off-Road Podcast. Brought to you by Off-Road Power Products. Fueled by enthusiasm, a passion for the outdoors, and a spirit of adventure, we drive the industry we love. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of America's Off-Road Podcast. As always, you can find us on Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Um, We've got a pretty cool episode today. Before we dive into it, if you do have questions on future episodes, past episodes, or topics you would like us to cover, make sure you shoot us an email at podcast at offroadpowerproducts.com. Today is pretty cool. We have our first ever guest. Yeah. And his name is Mr. Tommy Belknap. Welcome, Happy to Tom. be here. Thank yeah. you very much, Kyle. And you're, we're going to cover... Your brother-in-law, too. We right? are. That's what's really cool. This we, is the a, big dog's sister's husband. husband. We are family. Brother-in-law. We are family. It's, a, it's actually a really cool story, too. We grew up playing baseball together. Mm-hmm. And then uh, went our separate ways after high school. Reunited later on. And you were like... I was like, I got married. Wow. <laughs> and Tommy was like... Does she have a sister? And I was like, she's got an identical twin. And next, I don't thing, know that that's the story. That seems no, a little. That's I think, so I think it's very a, similar taste. It's really a little short. more detailed than that. But <laughs> I keep it short. Short thing. I was like, yeah, identical twins. And next thing you know, he's, yeah, yeah. And here we are, brothers at Off Road Power Products, and you are our first ambassador, um, mm-hmm. because you got a lot to do with kind of the lifestyle that we like here at Off Road, which is fishing and the outdoors in general it's living it it's yeah actually doing it it's not a choice it's a lifestyle yeah, totally exactly totally yeah. this and life chose me <clears throat> what's really <laughs> what's really cool i'm sure you guys have probably already seen us release some stuff on instagram and facebook of the boat that we got wrapped and that is actually tommy's boat he is a fishing guide up here in the pacific northwest and uh why don't you start out with you got a pretty cool story and upbringing what what originally got you into fishing so it started at a really young age you know it's uh it's never really been it's never really been a choice really I mean (laughs) you know when uh when I was a young kid 
uh, I think I was nine days old when I moved to Alaska. And dad was in the Navy, and we got placed in a remote village in western Alaska. And and here's dad at 25, 26 years old with a two-week-old baby (laughs) and a... You know, an 18-foot Lund boat, and in the heart of fishing in Alaska, and you know, they, there was nothing stopping them. There's pictures, you know, me, me, bungee corded into the bow of a <laughs> boat that probably doesn't even float any. You know, probably didn't even float then, really. I mean, it's just strapping the kid to yeah, the boat. Yeah, strapping the kid to the boat, and and uh, it. <clears throat> from there, it was fishing every weekend in Spokane when we moved back when I was five or six years old and uh you know through high school even middle school but more high school we'd go up for two weeks at a time to Alaska and and I just couldn't really get enough of the salmon steelhead fishing up there and you know we fished a lot down here but um you know when I was a senior in high school we were down in Reno at a, a convention and I walked up to a lodge outfitter, and he says, "He says you want a job this summer?" I said, "Yeah, I'd love a job this summer." I said, "You know, I can clean cabins, cut fish, whatever." He says, "Can you row a drift boat?" I said, "Heck yeah, I can row a drift boat." And so he says, "We'll be here May 15th." So, got in my 1991 single cab F-150 and <laughs> drove to Alaska right after graduation. That's how it started, huh? And yeah, and next thing I knew, I was. You know, rowing two trips a day on the Kasiloff River in Alaska. Jeez. And that's a crazy drive, too. Cooper, you just did that. Oh, it's and awesome. And you took, like, a really scenic route on your way home, too. Yeah. On did the you way take home, the Kaziar? No, I came back on that. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it might have been that. Turn at Watson Lake and go south? Yes. So Kyle and I. What, we, what is that? There's, like, some weird name for it, though. Some, like, dead something lake or. Dead horse? No. Golly. It's going to drive me nuts. I'm going to have to look it up later. <laughs> 20 the, minutes later, the name, you guys The will name get the of the hole, it was, it was epic. I saw some of the craziest colored water I've ever seen. Glacier, like, silty yeah, water. Like, yeah, and it was like jade blue. Mm-hmm. You're just like, holy cow, that's wild. So I've done it nine times, <clears throat> and every single time I've driven it, I'm like, I'm not sure I've ever been here before. Yeah, he's, oh, I can imagine. You know, crazy. Like, like, yeah, and even the our my well, what, was our trip my last time there? Yeah. I think our trip was yeah. my last time there. I felt like there were hundreds of miles that I had never seen before. Right. Because either it was fogged in when you drove through it, or there weren't bison in the middle of the road that time. <laughs> or, or you were sleep deprived <laughs> yeah. and you don't that, remember it. That happens too, yeah. yeah. Now, Cooper did it in a pretty rad jk that we built so you had the rooftop yeah. tent all that camping stuff oh yeah I, I tell you what going through canada like might have been the coolest pullover park camping I've just ever, anywhere you can i've ever i've ever been camp. like Empty literally camp. they're like every few miles there's like a pull-off you can mm-hmm. that's totally cool. camp on so your f-150 i know oh it, it, <laughs> it was a good truck but you did it in that and you kind of had the back set up a little bit you camped out of the back and stuff right yeah i had a primitive pretty awesome setup back there i had the you know the plywood over over the wheel wells. over the wheel wells mm-hmm. and i stored everything underneath we slept on top um i mean it was it was my dog spot was what i built it for but it i mean 
there's been fishing trips down here where you and I slept like five dudes. Back yeah. Here, yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> that was that was before <laughs> that just took a turn. <laughs> no, was, fishing was, trips. It's like Best Western wants eighty nine bucks. Yeah, right. We're gonna sleep in the. <laughs> no, that, that was before days. we discovered, yeah. and before even like. I was even here, and it was like we rooftop yeah. tents weren't a thing, right. or no. they were, but we didn't know about them, and so it was just like plywood no. and mattresses in the back. The plywood in the back. Oh, I've had that. Yeah, I had that in one of my trucks. That is an epic drive, though. If you ever get the chance, oh, it to is. Do it. it is so amazing. Yeah. I think I'm doing it next year. By the way, that's cool. Yeah, my dad. My dad's retiring. He wants to do it. I think we're going to do it, and I am all about it. I said we're not doing it in three days. We're not yeah. going to do it like we've done it in the past. I want like take 10 your days. time. Yeah, yeah, you have to. Yeah, because oh, there there were a couple spots like, oh, where was I? I would know looking at a map, but uh, there was just this whole like tore up glacial like leftover rock river. That's right. And there were these awesome little camp spots like up and down the river for miles. And it would have been cool to just hang out there and take off hiking up the hill on the other side. Yeah. Because it was yeah. like, it, it looked like the view would have been just incredible. And, and I know, the, go ahead. The signpost um, in Watson Lake is pretty amazing. Yeah. A guy could spend a whole day there. Oh, yeah. Walking around. Looking at all the, the yeah. well, we left some stickers and whatnot. Yeah. You there. mean a guy from <laughs> Tallahassee has driven right. through here? No and, you kidding. Know, like, oh, yeah. Oh, little, funny little story. On the way up, we stop off at this little place to grab lunch, and there are a couple of adventure bikes out in the parking lot. Dudes come up, and they're like, uh, I, that Jeep is really cool. There was a truck that looked just like no that way. at Overland Expo in Flagstaff, <laughs> and they were talking about howitzer, and I'm like, yeah, that's our other, our other rig. That's, that's us. He's like, man. What a small world. That was one of the coolest trucks. And he went off on a tangent and talking about that for a while. I don't know if you were, oh, if, those if guys Cameron remembers that spot or not, but it was, it was cool. But those, those bikes ended up, the route they took too was, holy cow. Jeez. They went like up and back in this huge loop. And that's crazy. Oh, it was, yeah. Started in California, went on this huge loop up and around through uh they came up through like bellingham and up and then over and then around and down and back up and and down and around and it had been like two weeks or something for them <laughs> i'm like holy cow Goodness that's a long gracious. time on an adventure bike but kyle and i planned on taking the casiar which it's more scenic mm-hmm. it's less miles but it, it's about the same time and people argue either way but oh it was about the same time i think it, it would have been the same time as we went up in, had I not been um, trying to baby the plug. Oh, the radiator. Yeah, that's right. Blood all in the radiator, so it was getting a little bit. It was flooded out. Normal. Remember? Yeah, that's we right. Around. Yeah. yeah, we went to take that, and it was. Yeah, I yeah, forgot. They turned us around. <clears throat> the other I cool got, thing. I got pulled over on that. Uh, random like I've been pulled over the Yukon. Yeah, but it was like literally some random I'm I haven't seen civilization in like four it's hours. Com- comes out of nowhere. No, they're like parked in the middle of the roads, straight up like a Canadian bacon style. Like I'm just like they're just sitting there shooting the do 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 talking <laughs> like nothing's going on. I come pulling up and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I don't know why they're cops all the way out oh here. Gosh. And uh then they're like uh hey and I, I apologize. I do terrible accents. But 
total Canadian accent asking me how my evening's going and what I'm doing. And I'm like, this seems like a really weird spot for you guys. Oh, man, the loggers. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's a Friday out here and the loggers, they just. <laughs> what are they so we set up here every now and then so that we catch them <laughs> and we turn them around or we impound their load and everything. Are they not supposed to be logging in there? Or? No, no, drinking and driving. Oh. oh. <laughs> it was like, it was like, this was like 1130 it's midnight. Just a random like DUI like, stop in the middle of nowhere. There are two rigs with lights going, blocking off the road, <laughs> and two officers just sitting there talking. They're like, oh, this is a really cool Jeep. <laughs> and they talked to me for like 45 minutes, and then we got onto an interesting conversation about the firearms that i had with me oh gosh <laughs> like oh gosh and they're like oh that's cool those are good guns <laughs> like oh thanks can i keep them please <laughs> oh yeah he was like well you got all your paperwork in order you drive careful that's like, crazy. okay in fact they were nicer <laughs> than the 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 um customs guy oh, with coming no back into no, uh, yeah, we, into the u.s the yeah. u.s into customs the US guy. I'm like is, yeah you should be should like we talk wel- about that welcoming <sighs> back we when tom and i were coming <laughs> back with his boat it was um I don't. I don't remember what time of year it was, but September. We, September. We're coming back, and we made it into Canada. We just right through, coming into the U.S. and he packed up everything he he owned. Oh, it was my. Because you lived for, in Alaska. It was for, my fishing guide life for six years that I, I I'd quit guiding in Alaska and moving home. Next thing I knew, I was right back up there. But <laughs> but I did move everything back home at one point, and it was all under shrink wrap. Right, and the the guys were su- this lady was not cool. <laughs> this lady was like, "You need to pull over here. We're tearing the wrap off this boat." And I said, "Ma'am, I don't have a way to get all this stuff home if if you tear this off." It was like a shrink wrap, shrink, yeah. you know. Yeah. And no, it's I... professionally done. And and so he, this guy comes up to me. He's like, "Where you been?" I said, "Well, we've been in Kenai." He says, "Well, we're gonna put you in the mobile X-ray unit." And so okay. four we, hours yeah, later, we, we're in the mo. He's like, "What's this right here?" I'm like. That is a motor, sir. And he says, what is this right here? I said, those are fishing rods. <laughs> and what's in here? I said, probably clothing. <laughs> and and he says, all right, man, I wish I was with you. See you later. <laughs> and it, it's like, oh, okay, six hours later. Yeah, it was, a, it was a train wreck. And really, you just want them to be like, hey, welcome back. Yeah, come welcome back home. Because yeah. I mean, you feel, doing you their feel job, like but, good when yeah. you pull up. You're like, oh, man. I made it's it like, back. I'm, I'm like home. I, can, I feel, I feel <laughs> like accomplished. Like I'm back home. Everything's yeah. good. And then that happens, and you're like, oh, this guy's kind of a. And then there's time you just killed like, the whole moment for me, guy. <laughs> and then it's you like, need a hug. Do I have something I shouldn't have in the boat? Like, is right. there a, a gun I forgot about? Or like, yeah. Oh no, I totally had a pocket knife. Yeah. And I was like, well, well you're I notorious. Don't have to get out of this rig. There, there's I have a, been I have a pocket knife that's illegal, I guess. <laughs> Cooper's got a lot of you guys see us at the shows and stuff, and oh Cooper's got the same same backpack that he takes everywhere, everywhere with him. It's just like in his truck. He just grabs the bag. Let's head to the airport. I know what I got. And every Every time like, we get to oh, the parking wow, lot, it's like, oh, hold on, let me pull the ammo out. I got a magazine out. in here that's full. Or I got, a, I got a, this last go around. I had these really nice it titanium so camping utensils. Oh, no. I had like. They were uh, awesome. It was really nice. Like this titanium spoon, this titanium fork, and the titanium spoon had like this fold out knife that I'd, I'd totally forgotten about. <laughs> Made it and through. The guy, the guy like. I get through. We were almost to the gate. Oh yeah, we were we were through. I get through, and he questioned me on of all things. I had a thirteen millimeter ratcheting end wrench in my bag. 
for whatever reason. <laughs> he was going to confiscate that. I'm like, don't confiscate that. That's expensive. It's just a 13 millimeter wrench. What am I going to do with that? And he's like, well, I, we have rules. I'm like, come on. So then we get all the way out and we get to the gate. Had our flight not been delayed, I would have been fine. But I get out there to the gate and the guy comes running up. <laughs> oh, glad I caught you. Can I look in your bag one more time? There was something I missed. And he goes in, pulls out the little pouch with the utensils. I'm like, yeah, that's like a fork and a spoon. And he flips <laughs> out the knife and it's like a butt. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm totally sorry. I forgot about that. It's, clearly it's just camp cooking utensils. I'm not like going to do anything. And so then I'm like, seriously, you're going to take my really nice titanium camping utensils? And I looked at him like, you're totally taking that home. <laughs> totally going to keep you here. Just take the whole dang thing. It's a match set then. You should just take the whole thing. And he's like, no, we aren't allowed to keep these things. And I'm like, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think we all have kind of stories wow. like that, though, when it comes to crossing borders. I will say, though, if, if okay, you ever. Okay, it happens to me a little bit. A lot. <laughs> Whatever. If you ever do get the chance, that is the most epic drive you can possibly. Oh yeah, do. I can't it's, wait. To oh no, I, I think I think everyone like that should be a bucket list for anyone that enjoys the outdoors. And oh. I know there are people that enjoy hiking and doing like more of the grounded, like spiritually into it all kind of stuff. But that, even with a motor vehicle and a drive, is like so epic. It is so much longer than you expect and it is yeah. long enough that it makes you really just kind of go holy cow and there's a lot of country up here especially you go up we went through banff and uh up that way yeah and then over and it was but you see everything from like the biggest of the rockies to wheat fields oh, to the to like glacier you wonder when, when the yeah. When the wheat fields are going to end, you're like, holy cow, yeah. they just kind of go on forever. Yeah, I can't wait to get to the Yukon. And then you're like, I can't wait to get to the tundra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. one awesome thing. And the other cool thing that I think gets overlooked just by how gorgeous that drive is, is the insane amount of wildlife that oh. you'll see. There's times where I'm sleeping in the passenger seat and Tommy's hitting me and there's a 300 point elk just right. booking it down the side of the road with us. Right. 50 miles an hour we got stopped by a bunch of rock sheep in the middle of the road yeah we're honking was, the horn uh, and stone glacier <laughs> national park yeah yeah that was that is we can't every, move because there's never sheep been everywhere. through there and not seen a whole bunch of sheep oh yeah I'm, it's yeah, awesome I've, I've seen i think just about we were even lucky enough to see a wolverine when you saw a wolverine jumped across the daggum road <laughs> you <laughs> saw like, a couple baby bears too Yep, on we one saw one that was like not happy with uh, Cameron shoving a camera in his face. <laughs> that's smart. He was, like let's, hanging out the let's window. Get I'm the like, scrawny. You get out. <laughs> get out. You'll probably be fine. Mom's probably not anywhere I'll near. I'll turn around. <laughs> no, there was a bear like eating a dead carcass on the side <laughs> of the road, and he was like not happy that we were there. It was a pretty decent sized bear, like not as big as I would have expected, but yeah, it was pretty decent size. But yeah, we saw all kinds of. Yeah, the amount of wildlife is insane. Little known fact, did you know that moose, uh, their eyes aren't reflective? They don't reflect back at you. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Somebody had told me that in Alaska, and I'm like, no, that's not true. Of course they do. And then I almost drilled a moose on the road that was <laughs> that walking at me. Probably would have ended your day. <laughs> walking at me, and the eyes weren't reflecting. And like I'm looking, I'm like, God, there's like something there. It's an alien. <laughs> it looks like there's something there, something big. And I slow down and I pull over and it's a freaking 
moose just like which if you have not seen a moose in person oh god especially up there they're like way bigger than than anywhere Ooh. else i've ever seen them one almost stepped on a few people on the uh, oh yeah well, we came could talk moose, we could talk moose stories for days <laughs> oh i um, bet sure yeah. well everybody up there like when i went to uh, get ammo and whatnot everybody up there was like oh no the bears it's the moose you gotta worry about. yeah I'm like really especially right now because they just dropped they just dropped calves two oh. weeks ago oh so super so, protective yeah they're su- and they always drop two because one gets eaten by a bear Right. Oh wow! <laughs> so I mean, that's just how it's uh, how circle of life it's evolved, up there. And, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and you know, if you if you see a if you see mama moose, I mean, there's babies around right now. Jeez, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, back to fishing. <laughs> Sorry, what do we no, want to talk about? This <laughs> is it. This is it, though. Like this, this is, is the, how the oh, no. this, like we oh, start. This, that is start talking outdoors. And that is all the just start like, of it. Like I you can talk. I could talk about the Alcan <laughs> for. Weeks. You can't even oh, yeah. talk about Alaska and fishing without talking about that drive because yeah. it's right. if again you are got an overland rig or you don't have an overland rig. <laughs> well, I did not have an overland rig, yeah, and I not survived. at the time, and yeah. it was still yeah. the best best drive I've ever done in my oh, life. Epic! That um, will happen again. Yeah, next yeah, year. That's that's mm-hmm. gotta. We should caravan. I want to do it in the we winter. Should. I think it would be so much more challenging. So no. The road is better in the winter. Really? Yeah. Because it's less, all the cracks are filled in with ice. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All the really weird frost heaves that you're just like, boom. (laughs) (laughs) Holy cow, what was that? And there's no traffic. Okay. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, there's no construction. How much construction do you see? Oh, my gosh. There's a lot. There's no construction. There's no frost heaves. I don't even know why, because the frost heaves and the cracks at some points, I'm like, did they just give up here? <laughs> like, I swear this part of the highway is about to fall off the mountain. <laughs> I, I would just be worried if you took, like, the gladiator on that no, trip. Howitzer. It, it, because it would just be... <laughs> howitzer would have broken off the road and fallen into something. Just that would done. Um, but fishing. So obviously you fish in Alaska. If I don't okay, circle fishing, us back seriously. in here... This is going to be like a two-hour-long podcast of just talking about the trip to Alaska. I could talk about it forever. Um, but you guide in Alaska. You're getting ready to head up there pretty soon here. In a couple of weeks. Um, so, but you fish mainly here in Spokane area. Yeah, Pacific here Northwest. September through, well, I should be in Alaska already. Normally, I'm in here Alaska right now. Yeah, right COVID kind of threw a curveball on that. Yeah, COVID, COVID cost us a couple of weeks, but. Yeah, it's bad out there in the wildlife, you know. You got to, like. Yeah, I socially know. distance from yeah. animals. Well, <laughs> actually, one of my problems right now is, over the years, I've acquired a lot of uh, really good Canadian clients. Oh, cool. Well, Canadians can't recreationally travel right now. Oh. Oh, isn't isn't there a ban in Alaska too? Like, well, they uh, have to be in Alaska for how many days? No, before? that that ended June fifth. Okay. Um, yeah. Alaska is requiring testing mandatory mandatory COVID test within 72 hours of your arrival or you quarantine for X amount of days. Um, what we're telling people is get tested at the airport. It's free. It takes 10 minutes. They send you your email and, and go on with your vacation. Yeah. But we haven't lost near the clientele I thought we were going to lose. Um, it's only 10 minutes at the airport? Yep. 
Why does it take so much longer everywhere else? <laughs> Apparently, if you want to get tested for COVID, you go to fly to Kenai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is Anchorage International, man. <laughs> oh, fly to Anchorage. You'll get your test results yeah. back and everything. I'm going to quarantine, though. I mean, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of have to. Yeah. Um, so what do you, when you're over here, you're fishing Lewiston area, we're on Snake River mm-hmm. and, uh, we've done a couple trips with you, um, mm-hmm. for sturgeon, which is rad. If you've never had the opportunity to hook into a dinosaur like that, um, pretty cool, but you're going to, you're going to think you hooked a log yeah, or something floating <laughs> down at the bottom of the river. You're like, no, there's no way this is a fish. Yeah. It's <laughs> I snagged, I snagged a log or a rock. <laughs> Something's not right. Um, but what else are you fishing for? At snake. Uh, well, September through February, we're steelhead fishing. Mm-hmm. You've been on a lot of those trips. I, f- I fish in September in in town in Clarkston. It's not the scenic Hell's Canyon, but uh, with the cold water out of the clear water, it's you know, it's where those fish are going to be, no matter where they're destined. And then then about October first, once that water starts to cool down, we fish them all the way up into Hell's Canyon and. You know, from then on out into February. and Which is another really gorgeous area, too, yeah. driving around up in those canyons. They're awesome. Yeah. yeah. That Heller Bar area is, it's my happy place, man. I yeah. Right where the Grand Round flows in, you can go, you can go five directions and never see anybody up and there. It's and it's awesome camping, too. Yeah. Like, I think that the trip I went on with uh, Brian here, we camped in the parking lot there, and it's not really even a parking lot. It's just this big kind of peninsula that goes right into the river and yep. you're camping right on the river so it's super cool um very much uh suited for overland camping totally it's yeah. it is the lifestyle there, in fact our, our guy gabe our marketing director here when i told him that's kind of where you fish he the next weekend took his sprinter van and came back and was just like we're going again this weekend because <laughs> it's so amazing up there it's yeah. just super cool um maintained bathrooms are a bonus and yeah 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 mm-hmm. super convenient I've even seen planes land right there. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. So one thing that we talk a lot about here is importance of like gear, like having the right equipment to do the right job, which is why we run a lot of this pick, a lot of these certain things. I know fishing, you've had some pretty crazy experiences in Alaska. So what, what is the importance for you when it comes to gear? Like I know you're always carrying a throw bag. You're always carrying all these things. So oh, what? That's the craziest story in the world. Yeah, it's it's a crazy one. Up in Alaska, and yeah. you come up on this boat. And this dude got pitched. Should we out tell of. the story? Yeah, it's. I okay. think having the right gear, whether you're fishing, whether you're camping, doesn't matter what you're doing, but having the right gear and quality yeah. gear. I mean, it's so I remember. Important. I remember in high school going fishing with dad and. He's got me a rain jacket. I'm wearing like Levi's and a parka, you know, and, and like looking back on that, like, how did we even survive? Right. You know, right. You know, and we're sleeping, we're sleeping in like the nicest stuff, you know, nowadays. And back then it was like a, a 1986 Cabela's four man guide tent. Yeah. You yeah. know, and exactly. it's never been Nick's waxed. It's never been, it's, you know, and we were all waking up wet. Well, you know, nowadays it's, you know, Gore-Tex this and, you know, I just wear rubber anymore in the wintertime and there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing that gets through rubber, yeah. you know, nice rain gear, but you know how, <clears throat> I got to tell this throwback story, dude, it's eating me up. Do it. So, uh, I'm at Sportsman's Warehouse in, in Soldotna, Alaska, mm-hmm. and I see an NRS throwback and I'm like, you know what, fifty nine ninety nine, that'd be handy if something ever happened, right? Mm-hmm. So I throw it in the boat, 
Next day, my buddy Ian and I, one of my best friends, we're upriver rainbow fishing. And uh, it's closed to silvers on Mondays, but guides can fish on guides can fish for rainbow. So we're up there rainbow fishing. It's getting cold. You know, it's probably, I don't know, 40 when we're pushing off. And we're catch rainbow fishing's really good that time of year. And end of the day, we make one last pass, and Ian's been making fun of me all day for the 60 bucks I wasted on this stupid throw bag. <laughs> and we see this guy take off from the bank and guns it on his tiller motor, goes out the back of the boat. Oh. And he had his throttle tension set so tight that it didn't shut off. It didn't shut off. He's full of throttle, man. And we call it the circle of death where you have all that torque and that motor goes to the side and this motor's doing 6,000 RPMs in a circle in 39 degree water and this dude's floating downstream into it. Ugh. And Ian, he's Marine or was mar- or he is Marine, but he did like six years in Iraq. Toughest dude I've ever met. Well, he gets on the bow of my boat, grabs this throw bag with tags still on it and throws it like here 30 yards and drills the guy in the chest with it we throw a half hitch around a cleat and drag the guy out of the circle of death no way it's crazy crazy yeah so you know just being prepared i mean and so another reason i like this throw bag so 45 minutes later we get this guy in the ambulance because he's obviously needing help and hypothermic yeah oh yeah sure and we're thinking we're going to go downstream and this boat's going to be piled up into a dock somewhere, right? Still spinning. The boat's still spinning in the back eddy. That's so, so crazy. So it, the river is going, you know, looking downstream, river right. It's got sucked into an eddy. So the boat is just boom, boom, boom. And uh, this guy, there's guys trying to throw like wakes at it, right? Well, this guy comes out of the lagoon and thinks he's going to be a hero and rams it, and the boat goes over his boat. <laughs> Hits him in the chest, and he, like, reaches up and turns off the key. As It's all on YouTube. It's it's called Dude Goes Buck Wild on Kenai River Boat. And it's all there. Well, I mean... It hits him in the chest, and he just shuts the motor off. So looking back on it, I've actually... I've known people who who have perished because... We, we fish all winter. You yeah. and I have been on Roosevelt when it wasn't even zero degrees outside. Yeah. If something happened there and the boats go in circles, you know, if I would have taken that throw bag, thrown it in the middle, let that outboard suck up the suck up the, the rope, rope. it would have been game over. But, yeah. you know, <clears throat> just being prepared, little things like that. Yeah. Um, so you've got – we're going to – we're going to have you back on the podcast when you get back from Alaska because, like I said, you're just about to head up there. Mm-hmm. Um but the next episode, you do have a pretty cool platform for a truck, and I know you've got some ideas for uh, overlanding because you spend, um, you know, it's not a choice, it's a lifestyle, and you really do live that lifestyle from w- sleeping at the boat launches day in, day out, and finding your own camping spots. Um, so that's cool. So we're going to do another episode with you talking about the build, what you're going to do there. Um, but, yeah, for the meantime, welcome to OPP. I appreciate yeah. it. As the ambassador. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Super cool. We're excited to uh, do a bunch of st- fun stuff with you. And tell you what you're doing to your truck. Yep. I that's, can't wait. That's going to be that guy over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, Cooper, I really like this rooftop tent. Yeah, nope, no, you're getting this one. <laughs> this is. The, no. <laughs> I really like these wheels. 33s. Nope. 47s. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's cool. So you do have you do have a new uh, F350? 250. F250? Yeah. You're using to tow the boat around? It's a 19... Ford six seven. Cool. You like it so far? 
Yeah, I love it. Sweet. There's going to be tons of room for all sorts of overlanding gear in the back. And you already do use a lot of our gear, too. Like, I know you cook lunches for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, the Tembo the fact, is yeah. a must in my boat right now. Oh, yeah. Those are yeah. great. They're awesome. And the more the more time goes by, the more the more our skills using that just gets better and better. Yeah. When well, I, like, go ahead. Well, okay. So, when we first got it, I think you were the first person to cook online. Yeah, right. I mm-hmm. was like, there's no way I can do this. I mean... You know, it takes too much time, too much prep, and now it's just... Oh, it's so easy. Yeah. And Cooper yeah. figured out, if anybody does use Timbo Tusk and you keep burning your eggs, you got to stir them nonstop. Non-stop. Keep stirring. You just got to You just got to keep stirring them. And you got to turn stir. the temp way down. Unfortunately, that's the one drawback to that. Yeah. Or have enough bacon grease in the middle that they Have just, I told you about you my go. favorite meal on the Timbo? Uh-uh. A halibut wrapped in bacon in oh, a raspberry nice. vinaigrette. Ooh. That's probably glorious. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah, real is good. Is that what we're doing? Sure, on the boat sure. next time. Yeah, that's that's. I, what like the, that I think next time we go fishing, if if that's not what's served, then there's going to be some <laughs> problems. <laughs> Cooper's going to want that for breakfast, for lunch. Yeah, that sounds glorious. Yeah. So yeah, so Tommy's going to be using all sorts of gear that we sell. We use it, we test it. Um, Tommy uses it in his boat for all of his clients. Um, but yeah, we're stoked to have you. Looking forward to going on some fishing trips in the future. We'll have some fun stories to tell. Um, yeah, that's all I got. You uh, you ever find yourself uh, enjoying fishing less now that it's a career? No, no. There was there was a time, probably about ten years ago, when I was when I was getting out of college, and I think I had much higher expectations for myself. To right. be honest with you, where mm-hmm. like I thought, ah, I'm not just gonna be a fishing guide forever, mm-hmm. you know, and and I took a little bit of time off and you get back to it and it it really made me appreciate like how there could be way worse jobs how lucky (laughs) it is to to be able to go fishing every day right you know yeah well and what's really cool too is there's a lot of times where you're fishing five days of the week you're coming home and you call me up on a weekend and you're like hey we should go to you know one of the local lakes and go fishing it's like dude you just fished like six people a day for five days straight and all you want to do is go fishing so do you you ever find it difficult explaining to your wife that it is a job it is work (laughs) like yeah you've got to because i have issues and i and she's (laughs) like no let's be real that was not work you had fun the whole time i think you i think that's where the misconception in lies like people assume that you can't enjoy what you're doing and call it a job Right. Yeah, that's a ter- terrible misconception. Yeah. I that's the worst thing I've ever heard, man. Yeah. I think you should be praised for finding something that you Totally. You never have to work at a day in your life. Yeah. 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 It totally, took it I took agree. a while for my when I first came on the big dog head problem. She's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." <laughs> what do you life? mean this is well, work? Well, it's like, you know, when I had the opportunity to go on UA, it's like, right. "Hey, honey, I'm going to you had Maine. to get permission? <laughs> no, but it's like, I'm going to Maine, and I'm going to be gone for a week. Well, what are you doing? Well, I'm working. Well, what do you mean? Well, we're going wheeling every day from Maine to Pennsylvania, yeah. and it's like, it just doesn't register as work, but it's yeah. like, it's, yeah. it's Oh, Did she it's not work? see it's the fun. video footage? Oh, no. Once all the, cable? the footage comes out, like, it's cool. You, you Bradley's earned it. Bradley's been on some of the oh, videos. Oh, he killed it. It was, it was incredible. Yeah, it was a lot of... Th- that's a rock deal. I'm about to leave next week for two and a half yeah. months for Alaska. And yeah. Yeah. 
I yeah, mean, so you're in the thick of that conversation oh, yeah. right <laughs> Good, now. Just bringing it's, that back up before you go so you it's remember. Much, <laughs> it's much more real with two kiddos at home. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Well, it, it, that part of it is, like, not not easy. And I think that one's also a difficult one to ex- express because, you are you know, you, you have that sole focus that I'm trying to provide, pay, pay the bills, keep us living happy, healthy, everything else. But it is something that's fun. And uh, you, on top of that, you have a newborn too, right? Yeah, four month old. So, but I think I think <clears> there's <throat> a lot of future in it, and I think that's what keeps me going. Is mm. you know, um, sure, it's hard right now, and I'm not flying with a two year old and a four month old. But right. in three, four years from now, yeah. how awesome would it be to have share all this with your kids? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm bringing totally. my boys yeah. with me to Alaska mm-hmm. for the next three yeah. months. Yeah. yeah. Which and is that, what you that's where that's where it's gonna where it's gonna really pay off because yeah. then then all of a sudden all the stuff that you were just talking about that you remember doing with your dad oh, yeah. you get to yep. share that oh yeah and I wouldn't be anywhere near where I am now if Dad wouldn't have drug me along and I know there's times in high school where I was like Dad we're going tomorrow and he's like <laughs> ah, I don't know it's supposed to be ten degrees tomorrow you know so no you know and he yeah. he did it because that's what I wanted to do yeah. <laughs> And I'm, I don't know. It's going to be awesome to share Alaska with the boys for sure. Yeah. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll also go to the website, offroadpowerproducts.com. Click the ambassador page. You can check out a cool video of Tommy. Gives you a little bit more background on him. Thanks for tuning in and stay tuned for future episodes on Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and oh, You're getting good at listing all of those off. Crushing it now. Ooh, you only had to look at your list <laughs> once. I thought he was reading it. Yeah, no, I, think he, I think he was kind of. We can't <laughs> tell because we're like too busy looking at the Ewok <laughs> beard to see what his eyes are doing. Oh, boy. Tom, good luck in Alaska. <laughs> and we'll see you when you get back from AK. Ooh, can't wait. See you guys.